from the movie house to your widescreen at home. Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. Better Call Saul season six is finally coming upon us. And I'm really excited to say that this is one of the few times that a TV show has gotten me genuinely excited for its finale. But I'm also kind of in, I'm not sure how to put this, but cautiously optimistic because I've been in situations where I am anticipating a finale to be great and then get disappointed. Um, you can blame Game of Thrones for that because that series certainly gaslights you into believing that you can get a good finale. But Better Call Saul, I do want to do this sort of pre-show conversation, and it's going to be sort of off the cuff a little bit, like most of my reviews. But they're, gonna, but this is sort of a case where I'm going to talk about things that I have heard and things that I'm intrigued by. So, first things first, let's get some of the more, I guess, boring details out of the way. Like it's coming out April 18th, so. Um, it's going to be 13 episodes and the first half will be April 18th and the second half will be on July 11th. So I, it's going to be a summer of Better Call Saul, which I'm excited about. I do have sort of this ish feeling that we're going to get either a great finale or a good finale or a really bad finale. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I've had some people say to me that they're a little worried, but I'm also not sure why they would be worried because the series has gone down a really good path because season five now season five of the series is the best one it's the one season that i think everyone was feeling that the series was building up to now better call saul has had a very fascinating history at first it started off as a spin-off uh, if well a spin-off sitcom there we go a spin-off sitcom of Breaking Bad. It was just going to be like this fun sitcom style TV show with Saul Goodman being a lawyer and all that. But then they decided to sort of make him more of a compelling character. So they basically they reveal his real name. So his real name throughout the series is uh, Jimmy McGill. And that's the, that's his name. It's not the working name. But Jimmy McGill's relationships throughout the series is actually what I think to be the heart of the series. His main relationship with his girlfriend slash wife. And again, this is a, I'm assuming you've seen the show, so don't get mad at me if I spoil your show for you. But I am assuming you've seen the first five seasons. But Kimberly Wexler is his girlfriend slash wife. And you know what? I love her. Now, many people know this, but in case that you're not you're not one of those fans that knows everything, she was not meant to be a major character until a certain interaction happened in an in the pilot of the series where she smiled, and it was such a compelling smile that the writers decided there's something more to this character. So they decided to expand her role from being just the supportive and still kind lawyer friend of his to being his girlfriend to eventually being his wife and at the end of season five kimberly suggests doing something really unforgivable to a character and i and i love it i really do because i feel like we're getting to that point where maybe the series is more about kimberly than it is about saul about jimmy i mean and i'm really excited to see what they're going to do with her character but i'm also 
I, I guess first of all, I'm hoping this is the year that they finally give her an Emmy nomination because Rhea Seahorn, she has done such great work with this character that I am always disappointed that Kimberly Wexler is such an underrated character. I think she's one of the greatest characters in television history along with um, Jimmy McGill. Why is she not talked about more? Why is she? Why is it that every time we talk about great women on television, Rhea Seahorn's character of Kimberly Wexler is always conveniently, um, let's say, ignored or underwritten in discussions? Because she is a great character. I think it's really disappointing that the that more people aren't talking about her character, and I'm really disappointed that the Emmys haven't nominated Rhea Seahorn, and I'm really disappointed that in general Kimberly Wexler is not getting more love and appreciation. But I am glad that we're getting one final season where the I think the cutoff date is in between the two parts, so there's a good chance Rhea Seahorn might actually get a, uh, t- a two nominations, you know, because this is a show that's leaving, and typically the Emmys want to recognize any show that's leaving. Um, typically speaking, they would not; they would have already given it an award by now. And I even think Better Call Saul should have won year, uh, for several years now. I think that there have been good indications that Better Call Season Five should have won, and like in the case of like, I think. The problem was that it, I guess it was nominated against another series like Post season one or even Game of Thrones season eight, which is pretty. Sh- I think it's a shitty thing that Game of Thrones won towards the end of its run because it had some shitty seasons and that the Better Call Saul seasons three, four, and five didn't even get any wins and they deserved it. So I, I'm I'm feeling kind of irritated on that end, and I'm actually going to be disappointed if Better Call Saul season six doesn't at least get. A nomination for Rhea Seahorn. I predict she's going to be great. Now, I am really excited to see what they're going to do with like Gus Fring, how they're going to build up that relationship between him and Mike and Hector Salamanca. I'm also interested to see what's going to happen with Lalo because Lalo is not in the Breaking Bad TV series. He's mentioned briefly, but it, of course, you can't assume that that one offhand reference to Lalo is let's just say planned from the very beginning because some of the references in Breaking Bad that eventually become like canonical stuff in Better Call Saul, they were not planned that way. But I'm glad that they were able to integrate it in a way that makes sense because um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are kind of written by the seat of their pants, but it's done in a way where like they're not going to abandon a concept. They'll always come up with something creative to tie it back to that. So if a character leaves their watch on the counter somewhere or they have a gun somewhere they will not abandon it in fact they'll find a really creative way to incorporate it so i am excited to see some of the stuff that they're going to do to tie up to breaking bad i am excited to see how the drug cartel storyline ends that for me is a very compelling storyline i also would love to see how howard hamlin's storyline goes because that character is so sympathetic and i feel so bad for him because it feels like he is being not built up as an antagonist but like built up as the character that the that the lawyer characters uh jimmy and kimberly face off against it kind of feels like we're getting to two battles of sorts jimmy kimberly 
with Howard and then the drug cartel characters versus other drug cartel characters because there's so many I'm not going to name all of them right so I am excited to see these sort of two battles coming in I might be wrong of course like I'm because I ultimately think they're going to cross over I think ultimately those storylines are going to cross over because they are because that's how it is in the in Breaking Bad because in Breaking Bad uh, Jimmy McGill has a very strong familiarity with like Gus Fring and all these other characters so it makes sense I'm also excited to see where the black and white segments go those are going to actually be exciting so i am curious to see if uh saul goodman's actually going to be found out so i am excited to see how things go there's there's all this stuff going up to it and so for me this is an accumulation of so many years of television and it's not just the better call saul years it's the breaking bad years and the fact that there's still so many secrets still left out there with the series because even though it's a prequel and you know what's going to happen to gus in breaking bad you know what's going to happen to all these characters you know who dies in breaking bad you know who's going to live you know what's going to happen you know certain characters are going to live by the end of the series because they need to be alive for breaking bad but you, are, but I'm still excited to see if Kim, what's going to happen with Kimberly Wexler. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with, like Howard Hamlin. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Jimmy McGill because Jimmy McGill does still have some secrets left over because of the black and white segments. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen because this is a really intriguing type of prequel, a prequel that is not afraid to have elements of it still be surprising for its fans. So, I think by the end of the day, I'm excited to see Better Call Saul. I'm hoping that this season of the series is just as good. So, I just wanted to have a quick sort of, let's just say, introduction to our Better Call Saul miniseries. Because I am going to do a Better Call Saul review of the first episode, and then the midway, and then the finale. Because that's how I'm going to do it. So, think of this as sort of just an introduction the first five seasons just real quick season five is the best don't let anyone tell, else tell you otherwise hey go watch a great movie you've been listening to flicks and picks